if you're currently taking wine courses and you're considering continuing on in your wine education, today's episode is for you. I'm going to be answering some of the most common questions I get when people are considering wine education. They want to know what to expect, what it's like, how much is it going to cost? How much time is it going to take in my life? If you're considering taking a more formalized route in your wine education, then today's episode is for you. So let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Maya Arrozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. If we have, Welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional smile for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident when shopping for wine, not just for fancy occasions, but for everyday life when you're making memories with family and friends. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I'm not going to be going through specific grape varieties or regions and pairing ideas, but instead I'm going to be answering common questions that I get asked often from students who are looking to take their wine passion to the next level. They're considering taking a more formalized wine course or going up a tier. Maybe you have taken the Wines and Spirit Education Trust level one, for example, and you're considering taking level two or maybe even three, or there's a specialized course in French wines you want to take. And so today I want to talk about what you can expect when you start to pursue these more professional levels of wine education. What's it going to be like? So let's call it the things I wish I knew before I got started. Now, before I get started, I should caveat this by saying that I am definitely an advocate for this topic. I am a passionate wine instructor. It has been part of my life for decades now. And this is something that I just think it's a lifelong learning journey. So I am definitely not a neutral body. I would love to see more people dive into the topic because I think it opens up so many different avenues. But I just want to say that I'm definitely not neutral coming from a place of pro or con. I'm definitely pro wine education. So let's get started with things I wish I knew before I started my wine learning journey, which also ties into questions I get asked all the time. And the first question that's going to come up a lot is, how much is it going to cost? Now, this I need to tell you about what my experiences is. So some wine students and professionals may have a different opinion. Here's what I like to share in regards to the cost. You know, and you're going to be very transparent about what the actual course is going to cost. So if the course, let's say, is $500, for example, and the wine is included in that course. So you're going to go, you're going to spend two and a half hours, three hours a week, one hour a week, whatever it is. And the wine for the tasting panel that you're going to taste in the class is covered. That's fantastic. What I usually tell students is you're going to want to take the same amount of the course and at the very least cut that in half for your study wine budget. So you're going to need a budget to try wines outside of class, which is going to help you become a better taster in the class. So you're going to need not only budget for the course itself, but also your study wines that you're going to want to use to enhance your tasting skills outside of class time so that you can go back into the next class and build upon the tastings that you're doing officially in every class. But at the same time, you're going to be wanting doing homework. So in reverse to budget, you're going to need to think about the actual money for the course itself, but you're also going to see money put aside for your study wines that you're going to want to be tasting in between classes so that you can keep your tasting skills 
ever-evolving and improving. Now, the second question I get asked all the time, is it all tasting? What do you actually study in these classes? And here's where I think there's a bit of a misconception about what actually you study when you go into a more official or formalized wine education. And here's the phrase I like to share with people. Every high school subject that you thought was a waste of your time that you were never going to use in real life actually shows up in a glass of wine. And what I mean by that is that every topics from math, history, geography, geometry, which we use in vineyard placements, all come together in a glass of wine. So you are not just going to be studying about grape varieties and tasting. You're going to need to know some of the backstory, the history, the reasons we do things. And so what's fascinating and so incredible about studying wine is the more you study, the more layers you're going to just add into the story. So be prepared to go back into more of a classical learning style in that you are going to have science, chemistry, history, geography. All of these subjects are coming into your wine education, which is amazing in that if you're feeling really stuck or if you're studying and you're just not in a groove for the chemistry side of it at the moment, this is fantastic because you can switch over into the history line of it and you can jump around as you're studying to just refresh your mind if you're finding yourself stuck. But wine education is not just chemistry. It's not just tasting. It's about the stories and the history and chemistry, geography. Everything comes into play in that glass of wine. And a lot of people will have an understanding of, of course, that we're tasting wines, but they greatly underestimate the other information that you are going to be learning as you're learning about wine. I always joke and say, definitely you're going to want me on your team if you're playing Trivial Pursuit because I have all kinds of random information in my head about all kinds of topics because of my education in wine. The other thing I wish I knew before I started to get into wine is that I like to tell potential students is how, gee, how important it is to find your wine study group. Now, some people in your life may be very passionate about wine, but as you start pursuing it in more of a formalized way, you're going to find that you're going to break off because you're not just drinking wine for fun anymore to just enjoy a glass of wine. You are going to be learning. You're going to be studying. And so meet people in your class. Make sure you find like-minded people who are studying in the trenches just like you and you are going to want to meet with your wine study group at least once a week in between classes if you can. But you are going to want to make really good friends, study partners, whatever you'd like to call them. But you are probably going to find that these are people that are going to go through different wine courses with you because you get used to being able to support each other. You're talking the same language. Now, your regular life, friends and family are definitely going to want to support you. However, they're just going to be looking at a glass of wine differently than you are as you increase your knowledge. So a wine study group, a wine friend group, whatever you want to call them, is key. And so definitely be on the lookout when you're in your class about who you feel like you could connect with and how you can get together. But your wine study group is key to your success. And it will help you become more confident. The other thing I wish I knew before I started my wide journey is just how much time it was going to take. And I like to be honest with people about this in that you are going to spend the hour, two hours, three hours a week in the class that you are taking, the official form of class. But outside of that class, depending on the course you're taking, you are also going to need additional time for studying, reading, 
tasting, meeting with your study buddies. So you want to give yourself at least two or three hours on top of the time you have in the class and your schedule. You have some extra time to allot for extra studying, tasting, both personally and with your study group. So know that you're going to need an initial one to three to five hours a week on top of that course time that you take to help you in your wine education. Wine education is not just like going to a fun tasting event or a winemaker's dinner. This is about a real scholastic experience where you are learning something for the week. You're taking it away. You're doing additional learning. You're learning maps. You're learning tasting. And all of this comes together outside of the class. So when you come back the following week, you can then ask your questions. You can follow up because each class of your wine course is going to layer into each other and your instructor is going to assume that you are doing the work to prepare yourself for each week and you don't want to get behind because catching up on a whole bunch of information is never fun for anybody. And so I highly recommend stay with the course curriculum, listen to the instructor and what they're recommending you do for additional reading, time, study work, but definitely you're going to need extra time outside of the class time that is denoted in the schedule. And the last thing that I get asked a lot is, what do I need? What supplies am I going to need to study wine? And here's the list that I now have looking back on all of my wine studies of, I wish somebody had told me then all the things I should have on hand because it would make my life so much easier. So here's my list of things if you have on hand are going to make your wine study journey so much easier. Now, the first thing is invest in your own glasses. And I don't mean fancy stemware that way. I mean tasting glasses. So these are called ISO glasses, International Standard Organization. They are small. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll have a picture up of what they look like, or if you're listening in on the podcast, you can Google this, but these are worldwide wine tasting glasses that we can use. What's great about them is they come in a six pack. You're gonna get used to taking this box to every study session you go to, but by having your own glasses at home, it means you have six glasses to taste wine with. You get used to them. Each of them is the same size, and it's going to give every wine that you try a fair chance. A lot of times I see students wear glasses they have at home, which is great, but they're not actually always designed for wine assessment. Now that you are a student of wine, you're going to want to treat each wine the same. And by having the same glass for every wine, it's going to make your life so much easier. The next thing I highly recommend is some big pieces of paper. I get moving paper, so you can go to the U-Haul store, for example, and that paper you wrap all your glassware in, it's cheap, fine paper. And the reason I get packs of this is to draw out maps and make lists. So I truly believe in the hand-mind connection. And when you are studying wine, maps and lists, a lot of it is just memory work, just like learning your times tables years ago, and you are going to have to write out things. And sometimes to have them really big makes your life easier. So find some big sheets of paper. It doesn't need to be expensive. Get some really fun, easy to use Crayola markers, whatever you like, different colors, but you're going to need some big sheets of paper to start drawing maps, start making lists. Make a big sheet of all the characteristics of Cabernet, of Chardonnay, whatever makes it easy for you. But I highly recommend to get a stash of big sheets of paper and you're going to need markers to go with it. The next one is sticky notes. I love sticky notes anyway. 
but I truly believe they make your wine learning journey easier in that you can leave yourself notes in the car, in the room, start putting them around, much like flashcards, which I also think are important as well, depending how you learn. But sticky notes allow you to build onto those large sheets of paper as well as you learn things. But sticky notes and large sheets of paper and flashcards are tools that you are going to use. Now, everybody learns in a different way. I truly have seen the benefit for myself personally, but also students. The other thing that's great about those big sheets of paper is sometimes you just need to walk a map. And what I mean by that is you're going to put the paper on the ground. For example, I find this really great when you're learning an area, for example, like Burgundy, and you're going to draw it out in really big sheets of paper. And then you're actually gonna walk it because you're going to see how the map moves up and down, and it's going to help stay in your mind. So much about wine is the terroir, is the place where it comes from, the valleys, the hills, the slopes, all of that is there. And by drawing it out, paper and markers, old school, you're going to need it. Now, of course, you can do this on an iPad with a pen or a tablet, but there is something to be said about just writing down the maps, the words, and I truly think it makes life easier when you're studying wine. I'll also get asked about books. Books is one of those questions that people are like, what are the books that I need? And I definitely have a few favorites, but first I will say, depending on where taking your course from, make sure you review the books that that guild or that wine society has basically said are the books they want you to read. If they have a textbook themselves, then that becomes your Bible for that course. You need to know that book inside and out. You can read other books for sure, but the data inside the book of the course, if it has an official textbook, is the book you need to stay on point with. Now, if you are studying and the Guild has given you some different books or recommendations, then find ones that you connect with. You will find different wine writers that you really like, different books for maps, different books for chemistry and science. There are some classics out there, but but you definitely want to find some books that you relate to. So make sure you follow the textbook for the course that is recommended, but then find a wine writer that you like. Some wine books are going to be drier than others, and that's not meant to be a pun, but this is a very scientific topic, and sometimes those books are going to be very detailed in the reading, and you may have to sit at your desk with glasses on and a light on to really take it in. This is back to old school studying. And if you have been out of studying officially for a while, it may just take you a little bit to get back in the groove. But books are a big investment for sure. You can definitely get used books, but find a wine writer that you really relate to. And if you're in a wine study group, you can swap books between each other and see which ones you connect with. Putting that out there that books stay with the ones that your guild is recommending for the course, but then as you branch out, find someone you connect with. I'm a lover of maps. I love maps. If there's books with 3D maps, it's even better, but definitely find books that you are going to enjoy because they are going to be part of your life as you're studying wine. And the last thing that I will get asked, especially by students who are in the trench is, when will wine become fun again? And I'm just gonna put this out here is that as you continue down your formalized wine education journey, just like any topic, it can become very overwhelming and just like you feel like there's no end. You're never going to know it all. And first, let me say, we've all been here. We all have days still. And the wine industry is forever evolving. This is not something that just 
was written and stays put. This is always changing. So it's really important for you if you are feeling that it's just too much, that it's just new. It is a huge topic. Give it some credit. Give yourself some credit for wanting to go down this path. This is a product that has history of over 6,000 years that you are diving into. This is incredible. The history, the geography, the geology, the politics, all of it comes together in this topic. So give it some credit in how vast this topic is, but also know that sometimes you just need to make a pause. And I promise you, it does become fun again. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. You will definitely have times. I know that after I have written a wine exam, I have definitely been, I will not be drinking wine for a week or two afterwards. I am just a spirits or beer after a wine exam. You will find your own way, but I will share that this is an incredible topic to bring into your world, to bring into your life but it will be fun again. You will be able to drink wine just casually with friends without thinking about it and trying to break it down. But as you are in the muck of being a wine student, studying for an exam, know that you just have to stay in the trenches and power through, but the reward is there. And then the final thing I guess I can share is what are you going to do with it? So you're going to go through all of this work challenge, the stress of writing an exam, maybe giving an oral exam in front of judges. What do you do with it? There is no ceiling to what you can do with this. We have traditional roles in restaurants and retail. You can be a teacher. You can support businesses. You can do operations and buying. There are MBA programs specific to the wine industry. So it's really about where would you like to take it? Do you like to speak? Do you like to write? Do you like to work with people or not? Do you like the science part of it and would like to go down that path? There are so many avenues that you can explore in regards to careers and where your passion can lead you in the wine industry that I can say nothing but good things about it. The industry, my career alone has taken me around the world. I have met so many incredible people in all different levels and sides of the wine industry that I have nothing but amazing things to say about this industry. So if you are considering it, then I would highly recommend take a look at different courses. What's close to home? Can you go to a live class? Is this something you'd like to pursue online? Are you looking for one education that has an actual global accreditation where you're going to get a pin and a, a diploma that is globally recognized? Is that important? Or are you looking to just increase your knowledge and work your way into it? There are all kinds of different levels for you to engage in this incredible topic. I am always going to be a cheerleader to say, Yes, you should jump in and it may break you out of your comfort zone. It's also going to open up your eyes to how vast this topic is. So I cannot recommend it enough in regards to how interesting it will be and how many different areas from travel to food to entertaining, all of it is here. So I am not a very good person to talk to. Yes, you are looking to be talked out of pursuing additional line education in your life. I'm definitely here for you if you have more questions about your specific one education journey or specific guild or educational body you'd be interested in learning more about. Feel free to send me a question at hello of winegirlacademy.com. I'm here to answer them for you. As well, if you're watching on YouTube, just leave them in the comments below. I definitely have some new courses that I'm working on now. 
that you'll be able to take online. So I'll definitely be updating you on those very soon. But in the meantime, if you're considering growing your wine education, then all I can say is bravo, come into the club. We're such an incredible group. There's all kinds of people around the world. But to me, this is a wonderful way to expand your knowledge. And of course, the tasting portion is amazing, but it's a fraction of what you're going to be doing. So you will try some incredible wines. You've got to have the book stuff behind it to really make sense of what's in the glass. So it's tasting is just one part of your entire wine journey. I hope today's episode has been helpful. And if you've been considering pursuing more formalized wine education, this is giving you some tips on things that you might want to consider as you make plans to do so. On that note, I want to wish you a wonderful week. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And if you're not already following along on Instagram or TikTok at Wine Girl Academy, be sure to visit over there. Cheers to you. Bye now.